Tune into the Bobcast podcast, chatting about it, making you laugh. Got the internet fired up, streaming fast from the lounge with the Ouija board, summoning the past. Seeing the future, animated and creative, totally articulated. Anytime you want to hear it, you can turn it on and play it. Oh my Bob, cast a shadow from your speaker frame and monitor. Got it going on at w.thebobcast.podbean.com. Episode of content for you and yours. Come on. Pass it along and send a link to your brother, to your cousin, to your mom. Never, ever, 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 ever turn it off. Ring the alarm up on the river with the stiff light. I'm getting gone. Uh, so bizarre, abstract fantasy brought to you by Bob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of True Bobcast. Bobcast. My name is Bob, live in the natural lounge, staring at the Ouija board with my co-host for the past decade covering the show <laughs> mr right, mickey karpovich all right, all aka right, all right. rustin cole aka the tax man <laughs> aka marty hart <laughs> marty what up man so it True. is now martin luther king day martin luther king day. originally we were going to record this in the studio i had plans but after watching the season four debut of <laughs> detective night country i was like we got to get up there on the hill and we got to get chilly for this because yeah. it was just such a great episode there's so many things to talk about. One, I'll start off with it. What time I start watching the show. So I fell asleep yesterday around like 730 thinking like, I'll just take a little nap. Yeah, you know? I did the same little nappy, you know, and then same. couldn't couldn't like wake up in time because I was out. And then when I realized, oh, boy, it's 230 in the morning. Mm. And then I peed and then I came back to the room. and I was like, you know what time it is? True Night country. So, uh. <laughs> popped it you know i popped the vhs the danny the video in there and i said to myself it's time dude and you know what the crazy thing is like before we get into the review let's just go through a quick summary of like what this like side project on the the bobcast is the show starts uh what 2014 13 yeah january 2014 yep right? 10 and, years um, ago i think up. actually you know what i saw uh even season three aired on the same day is that has something to do with pizzy's knowledge of being such a the Pizzolito effect is definitely in play. It's always January. Pizzy's, uh, they say Pizzy's not Season writing, he's not directing, but whatever. Time. He's all over this. You could feel he's the executive producer. He still created the world. But I mean, for me, I actually, yesterday I did watch episode one of True Detective to get back into the, the world that was created. And uh, one of the things I picked up is like, uh, you know, spoilers if you never watch a show, just you're in the wrong spot here. Yeah. But uh, with Rust, like he tells you, they tell you right off the bat in episode one how things are kind of going to go down, which is wild because it's like he says something like, um, oh, yeah, they're talking about the tax man book. And he's like, I took a lot of notes. Never know what you're going to see. <laughs> you know, you can just pop a, or what do you say? Like I could just uh, flip a case wide open with just the simplest tiny little detail. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's green like, you know, all in the, you know. Yeah. But there's so much foreshadowing towards the, the ending. And I noticed masterpiece. Even, That's it's a masterpiece. One. It's a true masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. True. Too. Also, the fact of the way that it's told, it, it really was the beginning of like uh, there were shows like um, Pretty Little, Pretty Little Lies, I think it's called on HBO or whatever. But it, it's like where you're dealing with three different distinctive timelines, perhaps like you go back and forth between the past, present, maybe the future. You know what I mean? But like, I love True Detective season one because they tell the story in such a weird way where it's like. In other words, like me and you were sitting out here at the woods doing the scene where they're out there examining the body for uh, Dora Lang. Marty says to him, uh, you got to come for dinner. 
and then without like knowing much they just show russ show up to dinner pissed drunk you yeah I mean? wasted pissy. I, I don't know how to describe it but i just loved it because for me it was new it was something exciting oh yeah what did well, you feel with it well i'm thinking back now and i loved it you introduced me around season episode season one episode three i wasn't even on mm-hmm. board mm-hmm. our first true <laughs> bobcast started around season four or five episode four or five of season one but i gotta tell you think looking back thinking back christopher nolan must have been so jealous of true detective chat about season that one because it deals with time, time manipulation, jumping back and forth and through time. And he when does would it your lieutenant come out? Way later, 2020. Memento, yeah, he's a time guy. But it's also like Quentin Tarantino on acid, True Detective Season 1. Because the way it jumps around and it doesn't tell the linear story is so poetic. And it just it mer- is so immersive. With, with Pulp Fiction, yeah, it jumps around. Well, they let just, you know right yeah, up front. You know what I mean? Well, no, Pulp Fiction really doesn't confuse you in the fact that you're aware of where you're at, just given a character's, you know, current condition, alive or dead. You know right, what I'm saying? It illuminates. Whereas, it with illuminates. True Detective, especially in that first season, you don't know where you're at, but the way it all Nothing comes like together, it. Nothing especially from a writer's perspective, dude, oh, like, that's so, so hard Masterpiece. to do, to get several plot points to all come together like that. And there was no time in the second one, more or less. There might have been flashbacks. The third one revisited the time travel, mm-hmm. let's call it that. Uh, third, fourth one. Any any hint of time? Besides it being a flat circle. Oh, well, here's the deal. Um, time. I guess we'll get right into it because it's so exciting. But I mean, for me, uh, what I was excited about the most in reflection, now just what eight hours after watching it, mm-hmm. is just how great the writing is already for both the characters Danvers and Navarro, Navarro because. In the course of 58 minutes, you learn so much about them, and it's told in a way, from a, my perspective, a way that's not forced. It felt really real. You know, there's a bunch of, like, backstories that really compel the story forward, while one being, you know, Navarro has the, the murder case that, you know, she got taken off. She Her title was detective. Now she's a trooper. Something happened there. But then with Jodie Foster coming back to the, the genre of, uh, you know, true crime. True! True! I love this character. Night I love country. all the little idiosyncrasies. I love when a cat we te- we learn things about a character that you know you really don't need to know. Like for instance, like um, Minnesota she gets Vikings a ting on the uh, bank. Yeah, she's a fan of football, but she has a fantasy football league, and it's like you know it's just like the way she responds, the dialogue that's given to her feels natural. And then I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name that plays Navarro, but she is a revelation. Uh, I I love the way that she the character is i love that she's got some back issues i love that she is um she's like almost like a superhero feminist like they revealed that she you know you've got a big problem against men she wants to beat their ass surprise, she uses surprise. men for sex the way she wants yeah and, how poetic um, was that her, her i don't know if those are like real tattoos character but the whole character just comes together and then the natural conflict between the two detectives is just really something that's always going to drive the story and i love the fact that you know they were once I don't know if they were part- they were detectives, but I don't think they were partners ever. But I do think that was interesting how, like, you know, they pick up, you know, like, it's also the perspective, too. Like, that girl goes missing, but if that was some white girl, you'd know they'd go find it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's coming out from many different angles. But to me, that opening sequence is always going to be the most important thing of True Detective seasons. Oh, okay. True Detective season one. You heard the dragging of something through the wait woods. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One yeah, second here. So yeah, you mentioned the conflict between the detectives being the heart of true detective. True. And 
I think that's true. I think that's the most accurate thing. It's not the time slippage. It's not the time travel. It is that conflict between detectives, which in season two was eh. No, it didn't exist really. It was more. Eh, well, all, it, was, it was. It was out of control. Well, what it was in season two is they all had conflicts from within themselves. Right. Bezzy's had the Bezzarides had the problems with like you know her past. Speaking of Bezzarides, let's hold on to that. Okay. Watch this. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> season three, the the yeah the 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 um conflict between detectives was back. Season four is back, capital back in a big way. And Navarro, mm-hmm. well, let's just say uh, we used to have a saying here on True Detective. It was uh, Bezzarides, though. Oh, Bezzarides, though. We had a crush on her. Still and do. Uh, let's just kind of like update it with Navarro, though. <laughs> She's your new crush. Okay. No, yeah. well, I didn't say that, but Navarro got back, baby. Let's chat. Right, well, about well it. you know, well, I'm not going to chat on that because I'm a married man. But you can, you know. Well, it's just hey, a how visual, are uh, It's just a visual imagery. Hey there. Did you guys watch True Detective last night by chance? True. Mm, sorry, you could have been a guest star on our show just like that, but <laughs> maybe next time. You guys have a good day. Bye. True. Well, it's obvious. It's hard to miss when she's, uh, you know, taking advantage of that uh, humiliated male. Um, not the first one. Uh, it's hard to miss that imagery when she is assuming the male dominant traditional. Um, I love that characterization, role. though. It's so powerful, and it's also it makes makes me feel that um, the two the two detectives together have such strong personalities that um, they kind of both just like I love the fact right off the bat that they both like just roll over men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, you would. Like uh, that is. Well, we, this I've is, always been this a feminist. Be a great, dude. I've always gonna, been like a Cobain, a, you know. I'm against. Like I mean, uh, it's just season, my own personal preference, but I've always been against like the the aspect of like you know uh, men's groups and women's groups. It's like, dude, like I don't want to just be with like my own gender. What are you gonna learn? You know what I mean? Like, cause, well, yeah. But women know the doors wide open about women. That. Women, when they assume that level of authority, there's so much you can learn from them because they're two as human. I've always been a feminist, okay. But the thing that I love. <laughs> Is that they're both kick ass. They both tell men basically to fuck off. Like uh, she tell, <laughs> when the one when he lets the one drunk. Or first off, Jodie Foster pulls over that drunk, and she's pissed off because we know there's some sort of past history with a drunk driving accident, perhaps with her son who's deceased. But when Jodie Foster's that, son is deceased, oh, we'll get to that in one sec. But when Jodie Foster takes that blonde drunk girl to yeah, jail, yeah, yeah. the other cop tries to let her out early, and she flat out tells him why, so she can give you a blowjob on the way home. Like she's just the authority figure, and I love that. Yeah, she is a very commanding author. Here, let me rephrase this, okay? Um, so it's not just men and women. I love anybody who assumes the role of power because they deserve it because of what God gave you. You know what I mean? Like, well, Not that I have to justify uh, my love of the female species, gender, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, like, I prefer to listen to, uh, you know, women bands, you know? I love yeah. listening to women sing. I think it's the greatest thing on the planet. But this isn't about virtue signaling. This is about true detective, brother. I just like the characters. And, like, I do think that, like, it's the first time there's been female characters. A lot of the stuff I've uh, read in Rolling Stone is, like, that female. It doesn't matter if it's male or female as long as the characters are good. I totally agree. Uh, And I want to take it back to True Detective Season 1. Pizzolito, this is his baby. Am I wrong? No. This is Pizzolito's, like, masterpiece. Been writing the novel for 10 years in his head. Finally commits it to screen with Kari Fukunaga, which was just the most insane directorial debut maybe ever. Uh, And then here we are 10 years later. 
Okay. And who was the target audience for True Detective season one? Pizzy, right? But who is the target audience for this one? Like Billie Eilish opening credits. Yeah, that's Women on me. women. Yeah. Like Madam Web, uh, trailer, oversaturation, if you catch my drift. I'm just a little I'm like, they took True Detective, McConaughey and Woody, and now they're gearing it towards Bob. <laughs> Let's soften the blow. Well, but seriously, regardless of it, though, I mean, like the story, though, I love the fact that. OK, so, you know, what's really crazy, too, is like when you watch something that clearly draws plot points from like other films, like the thing, mm-hmm. like, mm. yeah, 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 but it does something new with it. You know what I mean? Like, because I was thinking, like, OK, there's several films that like you could draw, you know, comparisons to is 30 days of night takes place in Alaska where the vampires come out, you know what I mean? Whatever. And then the thing Spooky. You know, takes place in a science science facility in Alaska. But, um, I love that. Like, you know, I knew that setting, but it did something new. Like in the beginning, we should talk about that sequence where, well, one, you see the caribou commit suicide and like, it's weird. Cause I had read something about that. That did they do that? Like, that's true. When they have, uh, when they realize that the, the sun's going down, they're just that's it for the night country were you a little put off by the obvious use of cgi with all the animals in the episode with the true yeah well, well yeah i mean like i would rather see them do that instead of like i mean who wants to hire a polar bear or a caribou i get it um what, I just, for the first shot think, okay the first yeah, shot I definitely there was there I, a lot I of cgi opened, i wouldn't have opened it that way i would have opened it probably with the next sequence like when the dude, like you just get to meet the people and then the dude's head starts to shake. Ferris Bueller. Bueller. And yeah, he goes into, Bueller. you know, like a, like a, 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 something's happening to him. And he just like says, she's here. And yeah. Who been, is she? So that's been the whole, whole thing. Oh, she's here. She's here. She's here. It's she, been happening. I mean, she is she. There you go. You, so you just answered it. So the whole thing oh. is like, you know, but there's that. And then, um, I like how the, the true Bobcast just brings out all the little plot points yeah and dude i didn't write nothing down dude so nah, like nah, so nah, the, the wild thing too is like you blow the case wide open oh yeah but i love that sequence circle. and then i love like right away meeting jody foster well actually we don't meet jody foster first we met navarro's character first and then jody jody had such a great um she's smart you know and like also too like i go back to you know that rustin cole statement about tiny details and like one like one of the things is a plot device right off the bat is like I can't find my glasses. The glasses will come into play at some point during the season. I guarantee you. Nice but when she uses the glasses to observe the jacket that the one, um, the deceased victim from the beginning is wearing, the winky face, and then makes the connection that the other guy had a smiley face, same jacket on. It's a tiny little detail, but it's a yeah. detective thing. And then of course, camera pulls back. All the photographs are in what, pos- what spiral? Spiral, right? Spiral's and then also back. too, I thought it was very interesting too. Like throughout the whole like uh, episode, they really did drop a, like a couple sprinkles of the mythology of True Detective, but they didn't show it. The crime photographs from when Salal? when her by the way, uh, Jodie Foster's like a deputy or whatever. Kid's a good actor. I like him. I like know? him already. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's up there. I can't remember his name, but um, when he goes and steals like a. Uh, the files from his dad's house. Why? Yeah, why are the why, files there? Why does he have to steal them? I don't know, but I mean, and the fact that the detective dad didn't catch him, drop him out the window. Maybe, he maybe did. he did. He did. Maybe it felt he like did. he did, but that was a cool scene, though. But he let him do it. That's the one thing I like about the. It was. I, just, I believe. What's the the creator's last name? Lopez. Do we know the creator? Issa name? Lopez. First off, Pez. 
Pez. Pizzy Pez. Okay. So here we go with this. Here I forgot go. who I was up against here. I thought I was coming in here like true detective. Oh, no, 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 like, no, 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 no. Not that I like. Dude, I am. A, down, I but. do believe that like uh, this could have been a great career for me at one point just because you walk into a room and like you just see everything that's gone wrong. Popcorn out there. What, beer detective in? Detective in. Straight detective. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so like the aspect of, um, you know, just to be back, pop off of like the the case, and then like the idea of the case having supernatural elements. You know what I mean? I love that because that's really is to me is what also captivated me in season one was that they alluded towards the supernatural thing, but it never was revealed to be true. Could have been true, maybe not true, but this has something a little bit different. Where you know the character who is the we first meet her where she's a uh, woman above the age of 60 and she's skinning a caribou. And then it coughs she starts or something. Start... It's like, ah. yeah, it did, didn't it? It was alive. It let off like the last gasp of air. I thought I heard that. See, you're true. I'm true. Detective. And then uh, later it's revealed that she sees the ghost <laughs> of one of the deceased, which leads her to the body. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But I'm just saying like the idea though of like um, the ghost, the we're not going to go that far, but I'm just saying there's a ghost in this episode that a character sees. Now, is that in her head? Did you notice there were no footprints when it walked? I did not. Snow? I did not. But first off, who's going to be walking around barefoot in, out there? But in then the he dug in the snow. But wait, where are where, we? Yeah, are gunning. We are full throttle. Like, well, so, this is the way True Detective is, too. It's like this, we're not saying we used to. I think in the beginning, dude, of True Detective, we used to do that chronological thing. Like, well, this event happens here. And then we we'll go. Right, right, That's right. That's not True Detective, dude. Let's Definitely get crazed not. with it. Let's get crazed with it. Go ahead. We're all Shoot. The fire. Let me know. I was going back to the Caribou and the Billie Eilish opening and then to the we did skip over the Lone Star beer. You did mention there were some relics from True, De- True Detective mystery uh, lore. And, yeah, I love seeing the Lone Star beer. I think that, you know, is always awesome to pop off in there. What was the significance of Ferris Bueller's day off, though? And why does she hate the Beatles? Character development is also like kind of like so all those How do you little root bits. For someone who hates the Beatles, I know a couple of people. I know a couple of people who are like, there's a, well, a fine line in the sand between these Rolling Stone freaks and these um, <laughs> Beatles freaks. You know what I mean? So it's like True. that's also too the like, kind of back to what we're talking about here on my you know other show called the Bombcast. Ouch. And it's like you know how like you always got to choose in life. It's always like, hey, you got to pick. The, what do you like? Green, red? What do you on Team X, Team Y? You know, like I. I don't believe in that stuff, dude. You know what I mean? Word, but the Beatles are beloved. To have your main character. True, but also like why? Okay, so let's look. Okay, let's go a little deep. Okay, Beatles are beloved. They make you feel really good. They say you should let your kid listen to the Beatles when they're young to make them intelligent. Why would she not want to hear that? Because it probably reminds her of her deceased son Holden. Haunted. I got a couple haunted bands, haunted songs, haunted movies. Can't so watch she's them. haunted by that song. That's what, and also too the way she goes about turning it off. I mean, she basically busts the drywall out. Like, yeah. And how didn't they find it? There was a thing VHS tape right there too. By the way, yeah. Um, wait, VHS. wait, wait. Uh, side note: Do they have anything where you can like record whatever's on your screen? I'm not talking DVR, but like, you know how you take a screenshot of your yes. iPhone? Mm-hmm. Do they have like a screen record for your TV? DVR. Can you DVR like Netflix off your TV? Uh, well, no, you would use OBS. But what is OBS? <clears throat> it's um open broadcast system app. It's free. But what happens is with Netflix and with other um, streaming services, they embed a code which prohibits it. you from doing that. Yeah, so you really can't do that except just filming it. You know, the technology wars are. I, I already took the screenshot of uh, what I think the title card should be for uh, episode one because it was definitely a cool shot. Oh, chat can about you guess? It. 
Um, I'm not going to tell you. We just got to guess. What do you think was the most, the shot where I was like, oh, I see what's going on now. The line in the sand. Uh, Didn't you notice the, 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 no, the, I don't, I have no clue. The theme of nature, like the ecotone, like of like nature crossing over. Biodiversity, meaning of life. There's so much of that with the terrestrial. What are those scientists doing out there? They're trying to find the meaning of life, right? But then also. (laughs) 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 Salal. (laughs) Salal, baby. But yeah, I mean, we didn't really get much too far into the case, but we did get enough information to know that. However, that. The way that they were out there when you find the bodies, like terrified, frozen in the ice, right? To get all those guys to go out there, like what had happened? Is it is it tied to and the thing is crazy too, is like how do you what happened there? Clearly they're gonna show imagery with the spiral, the whole thing, you know? How do you take what happened during those events and tie it to the true detective history? If you're still asking Who's me she? for the screenshot, Is I she... still have no clue. Uh, for the listeners out there that don't know, I used to be in a band called uh, The Starving Artists, yes. a.k.a. TSA. And uh, when I saw the TSA LAL research facility, I got a little connection. I got a little connected to the True Detective universe in only the greatest way possible. Like when we saw Last Days in the Cigar Box, said Tom Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Kurt Slobane. What was his name? Brent? Baker? Uh, no, it Blake. was uh, Blake. Yeah, Blake Slobane. Remember, I learned the song A minor. Yeah, that was F-G. such a good song. We yeah. we should have remixed it and we can redialed it. We can. But yeah, I I just loved all the aspects. I love the characters. I especially love the Navarro. Just how inve- invested in her already I am. You know what I mean? Like I love when she was walking out the liquor store and she seen that guy that she had. Uh, First off, that was badass too, the way she took that guy out. But then, you know, with the little leg, uh, but he finds out bent. that she's like, he's a womanizer and he beats his wife. So she puts Bailey's Irish cream into his gas tank. Yeah, I saw that. And then she saw the polar bear. Yeah, which polar. is the ecotone. And what does the polar bear represent? It was missing an no eye. eye. Yeah. It had one eye. Well, I mean, missing. it's got to have something to do with it, right? I mean, all, I think all the details that we're seeing probably are going to crack the case wide open. Well, we were like, we went into that on the, th- I think we got really wild on the third one. Remember we were like jonesing over that pink room thinking it was like the end of the universe. And then we just kind of got flat footed. Yeah. They were always, we're always trying to write like the, yeah, <laughs> so, all right. So, so, <laughs> I forgot about that room. Really. so, um, upon watching this, you know, I made a decision to just let it wash over me. Mm. Okay, and in doing this, I felt like there were um, a, there was a lot of seaweed in the waves, if that makes sense. My butt's um, getting cold. Let's walk. Let's walk and talk. I just I felt like by letting it wash o- wash over me and not kind of trying to true detective it, I just felt like I got hit in the face with a bunch of uh, you know what I mean forced character development. Like uh, right forced, here, you want to be see me. Forced when walking, you want to be, yeah, that's good. See your fat bars right there. I'm good with the fat bars, true detective style. (laughs) I just felt like I got hit in the face with a lot of character development, character arts. But you know, already I'm kind of my mind's opening up. I I think they're going to subvert the whole entire uh, um, woke. Do you know how many episodes episodes it is? Six, only six, a shorty. Yep. Well, how you doing? Good. That that must mean then that there's like great content because I mean like six is I think six is good dude to be honest with you because like you know if the show goes on more than eight episodes it's just like ah. like back in the day you remember like when a season would be like twenty three episodes on oh, television yeah, Seinfeld 
30 maybe, right? Crazy. But yeah, I'm totally excited. I'm totally excited to see the backstories that are developing come out to truth. Danvers, like, you know, was she married? Who's this kid holding? Who's the ghost that hits her on the arm? And then the ghost also says, she's here. Wait, the ghost says she's here? There's a scene where Jodie Foster is in what bed. About the tongue? And she's dreaming. And a hand, a child's hand, appears behind her shoulder and whispers. Yeah. Then she wakes up. I read that there's also like a creature or a demon prowling around the research facility when the first delivery guy shows up. I didn't catch that. In the frame? I, that's what I read, but I didn't. I don't recall seeing it. That was a great sequence, though, wasn't it? When he shows up, he's like, come on, guys, I need some help here. <laughs> yeah, look, there is like, again, washed over, hit in the face, but at the same time, um, admittedly missed stuff, missed a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, there's probably so much more that's out there. So, you know, if you're a fan of uh, True Detective and you have predictions, questions, you can text me, email me. You can come here and meet us if you want to be on the show. And, uh, you know, we'll tie you up to a tree and put some antlers we're, on you. <laughs> we're not wrapping up, are we? No, no, I'm just oh, saying, okay, like, in cool. general. like be nervous yeah. there. True. Nah, nervous. I mean, there's so much more to be uh, to be told, you know, just with the story. All, right, all so the characters are great. It's uh, it's clear to me that there's a conflict between us as far as the show is <laughs> playing out so far. But I love it, and I'm embracing it. So, um uh, where were we here? The prediction I made was that it's going to be the woke true detective. How do you think that prediction is, is, has played out thus far? What do you mean? Like the monster that's out there taking people's tongues is like Epstein or something like that? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I just meant that it's like, you know, anti-male, anti-white, uh, you know, woke. That's what, the, that's, what the, that's what the derogatory explanation of woke is, even though that's not what woke is. But am I wrong here? I don't know. I mean, like anti-male, maybe. Yeah, all the men are dead. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Which, okay, I don't have a problem with, but I do feel that that whole uh, narrative is played out. So that's why I now think they're going to subvert it by end, by the end of this series. They're going to subvert the woke. Like, what do you mean? They're going to subvert the woke. I think they're going to balance it out. I don't think they're going to, um, you know men bad women great you know white man bad you know indigenous people better like i don't think they're gonna carry that tent pole over the by the end of the sixth season i think they're gonna find the meaning of life ha. it is crazy to think like if the whole thing was connected you know i mean i was trying to think to myself season two true detective there was the crow or the the guy had the mask, right? That came into the room with the crow thing. Yep. I think in episode one, the the murder that took place had some mythology elements to it, if I wasn't mistaken. But then after that, it really never tied anything together. When, when Bezzarides went to the the orgy party, you remember? Like, <laughs> was that was there any supernatural stuff then? What's that, my head? Uh, I think that the 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 main tease we got was that little art piece of the woman in the bowl. And then all the supernatural elements just kind of uh, materialized into man. You know, I think that was just all corruption and just greed and gross, corrosive dosage attack when you least know through explosive dosage postage. <laughs> what was the character's name? Velcuro? Velcuro. Who? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mickey Colin Farrell or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Velcuro. 
Remember when he went to the dad's house? His his son was getting picked on. Yeah. <laughs> that and he brutalized crazy. that guy. That shit was crazy, man. But I guess yeah. I mean, in a way, like, I guess yeah. Pizzy's three seasons are very masculine, in a way, right? I mean. Well, yeah, I was thinking about this on the way over here. We talked about it before, but, you know, season one was what it was. It was a masterpiece, but it got criticized. It couldn't write the female character. So he created Bazaridis to, like, combat that, and season two fell flat, and then season three leveled well, it all out. didn't he rush season two? What's it that? It came out really fast. Yeah, it was either, like, a year or two years later. I think it was 2016, but I think it was summertime, and maybe 2015 summertime. It definitely was summer for that, I think, right? So they rushed that one out. I wonder if they just gave him, like, a couple more years to write season two. I mean, here's the other thing, too. Like, all right, say, for instance, Matthew McConaughey and, you know, he, they've been executive producers since the beginning, you know? Yeah. Like, all, they love those characters. So if the story was good enough and the way that True Detective season one ends, the case is they're still out there. You know what I mean? They know they're still out there. And then the theme... In season four that I see, too, as well as, you know, all the cases still haunt you. You know what I mean? Like, if you leave something open. Even, I think Jodie Foster was like, yeah, like, they were fighting about it towards the end. Like, you know, not being able to have closure about a case. Easily could see it all tying into season one. And then I thought to myself this morning, okay, what's the connection with oh, season one? Here we go. Where are you going with this? Season four. Chat about it. And that is that there's a lot of talk about when Rust takes a break to go see his dad up in Alaska so we can see the Northern Lights. True! <laughs> <laughs> Bombshell. <laughs> Bro, when Dude, you text me that, is, I didn't even... Is Rust's dad connected to all this? And is Rust's dad the bad guy? Because if you recall, even... like, I kind of... The kind of, I can't say the word, I'm from country, a kind of graphy of, remember, he's like, he's like, you got that cross in your room, right? What's that? You believe in Christ? He's like, no, but I do contemplate. Oh, yeah, yeah. The garden in Yosemite. But it's like, also, like, he has dad issues, right? I mean, so, but uh, then he forgets, then he, at the end, he's like, I feel the bees in my pop, you know, like with his, his pop or whatever, but like. That's the one connection is Alaska. Right? Alaska is a huge connection, and I didn't even think season about three, it until you texted me. Season Don't they three? mention Alaska in season three? I think Vietnam, but Mogadishu. Mogadishu. It's going so, yo, Mogadishu I going immediately in there. Googled, you know, Rustin Cole after you texted me that this morning about Alaska. Yes. And uh, I don't know if this is accurate, factual, whatever, but if you know you might know it says that rustin cole's father was named travis wow <laughs> wow 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 wait so wait a minute wait a minute wait a, wait a minute where are we at with time oh yeah so that can't be true though because of the time the little girl got caught filming with her phone remember so it takes yeah. place in present day so Russ's dad though takes place he would be a... Well, Travis is the guy who goes disappearing, right? Isn't Travis the ghost? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, that's right. So Travis wasn't in there. 
Oh. <laughs> and, dude, I didn't even realize Alaska. You know what I mean? You text me this. I did the little investigation. Wow, I had no idea his name's dad's. The dad's name was Travis. Well, I haven't confirmed. That's unconfirmed. That ah! is unconfirmed. That is an unconfirmed uh, clue at this at this moment in time. But, by gosh, think about that, dude. What if that ghost is... Rustin Cole's father. With that dance, what is that dance? We gotta do. We gotta learn that <laughs> dance. Ah, yeah, it's weird, right? Here's a couple steps. One, long hair. Two, long mm-hmm. johns. Bam. Bare feet, and what appears to be white contacts. Yeah, like eye, eyeballs look ghostly. And who's that woman anyway? Seeing this guy, she's the farmer. She's the caribou farmer, probably. Or no, she was caught up in a wolf. Yeah, you know, first off, let's talk about like how dope would it be to experience like nighttime like that for like just every now and then, you know? Uh, true connection, yeah, dude. December seventeenth is when I'm fasting, so I'm very familiar with that time of the year. Or oh, the darkest day of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December seventeenth. What time is does the, the sun set part. during that day? Well, December twenty first is the shortest day of the year. Oh wow! So when the biker. True. So is that, yeah, is like, that Travis right there on the bike? <laughs> it's 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 obviously set during the winter solstice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when night country begins. How many weeks is it? Three weeks or three uh, months? Three, four. I don't know. You know what I mean? I didn't pick up on that. What? Well, yeah. What was the quote? Wasn't the quote straight out of? Choo, choo, choo. Right, right. I wanted to snap forgot, a picture. Yeah, I forgot. That, but... There was a quote that seemed very familiar, but I didn't have time to write that down at four o'clock in the morning. You know? Hey. Yeah. What the heck was that? It made me think. But that's something me... to do. About evil, you know, and like it lurking always. Yeah, who was it? Like Dubois? CB Dubois? DB Dubois. DB Dubois. DB Cooper. Dude, a lot of like bikers coming at you. Like no one like has a horn. You gotta get a little horn going. Sometimes I belt. have my headphones out here, dude. And like I'm so close to death, I don't even know it. Dude, they're coming at you so quick. Quick. But yeah, I'm excited, dude. True I, vibes. I just wish that uh, Sunday was. Well, it actually is close because now it's Monday. But, I mean, it's been a while since I was excited about a TV show. Right. And, uh, you know, it easily could have fallen flat. But I think with the performances and the the general mystique, I just love, love that stuff, dude. I love when, like, there's a mystery. But I also love starting to, like, become characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and There's a lot going on, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. There's a lot going on. At the core of it, though. Some dudes went missing, and there is some scary stuff at play, right? Also, too, they're losing – aren't they also losing, like, phone signals, it seems? Like, they're losing contact? Well, yeah, up in the Salal, they're out there. They don't have the phone service yet. Which, in the car, she's on the phone with somebody, and that somebody says to Navarro, she's here. Really? Yeah, she's on the phone, and then the phone breaks up right before she sees the polar bear. Oh, is that what it was? And, and then you hear she's here. Maybe oh. she's referring to the polar bear, dude. She is like what I'm talking about, and sounding super ignorant and annoying. <laughs> Has any characters ever had one eye in True Detective? Uh, that's a good query. Um, don't recall. Can't quite recall. It seems like someone might have. Definitely not season one. Okay, so here's another pitch I just thought of. You know how she's the, the Yellow King? Yeah. What if she was the Yellow Queen? subvert chat chat the yellow queen the yellow queen well what uh, what is even like 
seriously, what is even going on, dude? This one is way out there. First well, I mean, of all, I think season one. No, maybe not really. I mean, like she was just found in the creepy position, but this definitely implies like, I mean, there's one sequence too where you see like the the young deputies kid drawing a tongue monster did you notice the monster had tongues in its ear hanging in out of its hands no the is drawing is were? like yeah it's like tongues that's a good that's a good reference to marty's kids drawing the right yeah. yeah so all right so yeah who are the victims season one little kids girls right yeah. season two i don't even know who the victims were it was like political it was yeah season two was out of control maybe there is like a crypto way to break it all down but i'm sure we'll never there know. is i'm sure somebody's finding it out i mean and what season three was kids again right if you would think of it from the show from a color perspective color themed i would think of season one is green season huh. two is red season three as like gray and then now white white you know i mean totally like, white I love but like colors. the gray was like purple haze. It's weird, you know. I was thinking too is like the character of purple haze is the only character oh, yeah, I really yeah, yeah, yeah. recall. I mean, uh, yeah. there was another partner, but he didn't really have. I didn't think that Pizzy did a good job of writing him as as well as Haze. You know, Pizzy probably got sick and tired of writing the same shit. You know, what I mean? here we go. Let's write another detective. Piece. I heard that Pizzy, he actually wrote like a western that's like supernatural that's coming out. Ooh, isn't he with the Black Panther? What Marvel is he doing? I don't know. What I don't know if he would ever do that. It would be cool if he no, did. No, no, no. It's not Black. Oh, Panther. Blade. Blade. That's what it is. But apparently that movie's Black not going to happen anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited it's to see joke. what happens. I mean, do you got any predictions for this season? Like, what do you think? Do you think? What do you? What oh, is? Oh yeah. Your, well, like I said, hundred percent. Like out of hundred percent, how much do you think that there could be the possibility of this whole thing connecting? I think. Uh... The spiral, I think the spiral isn't part of the, the the Yellow King lore. I think that's like a coincidence. Uh, I I think it's just a visual kind of like connection for the time being. But like I said, I really do think they're going to take the whole woke thing and kind of uh, subvert it. I think I think that's kind of going to happen. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't know who's who and who's what. I don't know who the bad guy is. I guess it's she. <laughs> Can we agree she is the bad guy? Yeah, I'm gonna call her the Yellow Queen from now on, though. I just, like that. Just so I can just write my own story while this story is going on. You know, I mean, somewhere out there, there's got to be somebody who's like, all right, let's just write the season that the fans want. Because you want oh. Russ. Imagine them all coming to Alaska to work on the case. That would be a movie, right? Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that after seeing the first episode. Yeah, but yeah. I would have wanted it like. Oh, Saturday. dude, how about when the episode ended? You know, when Jodie Foster like rolls up, the yeah. camera's pulling back. What if Marty and Foster <laughs> were there? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fresh. <laughs> that'd be so crazy, right? And they're like in like D or like FBI like office or something. And if that is uh, Rustin Cole's father sending the spiritual messages through time, I think uh, I think like that can be satisfying somehow. But uh, we'll have to wait and see as to who these. I love the line in the previews and the Cummings, as my dad would call them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I love the line where it's like, "Don't confuse the spirit world with mental illness." That's true. I thought that was very, uh, very awesome, timely, very on point. Well, dude, my hands are freezing. 
It's been an interesting uh, first episode. I'm looking forward to doing this uh, each and every Monday as we continue on with season four of True Bobcast. Bobcast.